Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of May Contain Trace of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, just click that subscribe button or that follow button for us. If you are on Apple Podcasts or iTunes today, if you could just go ahead and leave us a little rating or a review, really helps to push the podcast up there so that more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental vegan message. If you are new around here, you won't know this, but we do do shout outs on this show. So that's something where you, the listener, can get in touch with us and you can ask us questions or suggest guests that you'd like on the show, topics that you'd like covered, and we will do a shout out for you on the next show. You can hit us up on Instagram, we are May Contain Traces of Soy, or on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook called Plant Based and Zero Waste Australia, so definitely go join up with that and check out all of the great tips that we are sharing in there. So this is an exciting episode that we're going to be getting into today. We're going to be talking about vegan meal prepping, which I think is so hugely important if you are a vegan trying to struggle along by, sometimes it's a little bit hard. So yes, definitely a good idea to meal prep and we're going to get into some really great tips for that. But before we get into that, I do have my occasional co-host joining me again today. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Thank you. Um, I, I feel very welcome. I... I got told I was allowed to have a glass of wine in the afternoon if I came on. So it, it was a, enough, you know, it was basically an offer I couldn't refuse. So yes, we have that glass of wine now. Beautiful. So we are enjoying a glass of wine and we were going to get into a few of our tips about how you can meal prep as a vegan. What are some of the good things that you can do so that you're sorted for the week so that your life's a little bit easier um, but before we get into that, we thought we might chat a little bit about things that we have learned since we've gone vegan. So I've been vegan since late September last year, and it is now the beginning of August when we are recording this, and that is almost a year. Um, Daniel has been vegan since the start of the year, so it has been seven full months for Daniel. So that is pretty exciting. And there's been a couple of things that we've noticed, I mean, in the time that we have been vegan couple little things have occurred to us. One of them for me is I was really shocked at how much I didn't miss cheese. I really thought I would miss cheese more. And I think you kind of, you have it in your head like, oh, cheese is too amazing. I can't give up cheese. Actually, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't really notice it. I don't really crave it. I don't really miss it. And I think that's because once you're past that point where, you know, you're not addicted to the cheese anymore, like, it just doesn't worry you. What about you, darling? Um, yeah, look, I don't know what I miss the most. Sometimes I'll admit, I know this isn't going to be popular, but lamb. I've smelt lamb a couple of times this winter going past. It's just, I don't know. that I don't want to actually go through the act of eating lamb, but just the, the olfactory reaction I get from 
walking past some really nice smelling lamb is still, <laughs> you know, it's enough to make my head turn. Welcome to our non-judgmental vegan podcast where my partner talks about missing eating lamb. <laughs> I don't, don't want to like, you know, hurt animals, but I just don't believe that there's probably an effective, um, and I've seen these things in the shops that's like, that profess to be a vegan lamb or something, but look, I'm not buying it like quite literally and figuratively. I'm not buying that, but this, there are some things you can't replace. That's something I've learned. There are, we had some quote-unquote bacon uh, this morning, and it was... Look, I went in with pretty low expectations. I think that got passed. But, um, yeah, look, I've smelt lamb a few times and caught myself going, gee, that smells pretty good. <laughs> okay, guys, so things to look out for in your first year of being vegan. Missing lamb, apparently, is going to be one of them. Um, if you're Daniel. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Even, like, the... So, we got... As he was saying before, we just tried this fake bacon this morning and it was from, I think it's from Woolies and it's made by them and it's like bacon made from plants and it looks like, I guess what a cartoon picture of bacon would look like. Like it doesn't look legit like bacon, but it looks like pretty close, like a, an artist's interpretation of bacon, I would say. So you look, that was okay, but even getting that out and cooking it creeped me out a little bit because it was getting into that sort of uncanny valley area of, um, oh, this is slimy like bacon and this is like spongy like bacon. It sort of weirded me out. I have to say it sort of weirded me out. Yeah. And then that familiar taste of slightly textured soy just, you know, allayed one's fears and went, oh, cool. This is just some really expensive, um, you know, textured soy. Awesome. It wasn't, it wasn't that expensive, guys. I mean, I would still recommend checking it out. But yeah, um, so those are a couple of the things that we've noticed. The other thing I would say I would, I've would i noticed is how many items in your household and how many beauty items require replacing or veganizing. Like, you know, stuff that you don't think about. Things like shampoos and conditioners and soaps and all of this stuff that could have animal products or be made by a company that tests on animals. So that was a really big learning curve, and I am still going through the process of replacing everything in my kind of beauty kits and makeup kits because I've had some of that stuff for like four or five years, and it's still not used up. So, yeah, it's a it's a long process. Well, the other thing I've noticed is also the importance of reading labels. Um, I've noticed this the hard way from bringing home something I assume to be vegan. Do not... I would say be careful of clever marketing because if you see something that says it's plant-based that does not necessarily mean that they haven't put some animal fat in there or you know something with honey occasionally or just strange eggs. things eggs, eggs yes eggs them, is, yeah. no eggs is a common one and um even so corn which make you know um long-term makers of they, they were perhaps one of the originators of of the fake nugget uh the fake chicken nugget um, I bought something from them that, uh, what was it? It was this little sort of battered meat substitute thing. And I thought, oh, that'll go well in a fried rice. And yeah, it turned out it had egg in it. And that's happened a few times. And Rochelle showing her remarkable disappointment when I come home with something that's got egg or animal fats in it has, uh, you know, made me redouble my efforts, I suppose. And that's something I'd really would say though is it's so easy to get caught out and just the easiest thing to do is look on the back of a label and go straight to the may contain traces but then also go back and look through you you kind of end up learning 
I guess, what you're looking for. And so often with like some potato chips, you'll have milk solids and I don't know. Whey lots powder of is another yeah. thing that goes in. We're definitely planning an episode where we're going to outline for you all the sneaky little names in which animal products are listed under so that when it comes to your label reading, you can do that a little bit easier. So that's definitely an episode that we're going to do. Another thing that we've both noticed, actually, and we've both been aware of this one, is that as much as it is much easier to eat out as a vegan now than it used to be, it's still not the easiest thing in the world. And you often think that they'll have a vegan option somewhere that they don't. And, you know, you walk pretty far. But sometimes you find some, you know, vegan options where you don't expect to. Yeah, that's something I have noticed. You can, you know, you could get your fries and that still. But um, I work at a building in the city in Brisbane. And um, when I when I first sort of um, went to get lunch there, I walked sort of down into the CBD itself from Eagle Street and you know, eventually found somewhere that it's it's a lot harder to during a pandemic to find an open food court, I might add. Um, but I, I got like, you know, a falafel kebab and then, um, and it was, it was actually very good. But when I was very time poor a couple of weeks ago, I just went downstairs to the, the food court nearest to me and went, oh, they had a decent Mexican um, vegan burrito here the whole time. So I guess it's easier than what it used to be. And, but it's still, your choice is going to be a lot more limited. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. Your choice is more limited. And the other issue that you have when you go out to eat, if they don't have it listed as vegan and you have to veganize something, there's always a concern that they have cooked it in something that's not vegan or they have added a sauce to it that's not going to be vegan. You know, little things like that. So that is definitely still a source of anxiety for me and for Daniel as well, I think. But at the same time, it's still a lot easier than it used to be. So, yeah, those are a couple of the things that we've noticed since we've been vegan. Anyone else who's been vegan for a short time, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know, what have you noticed in the first year of being vegan? What were some of your takeaways? Also, um, yeah, some of my takeaways, as I just mentioned, have been, um, you know, kebabs and burritos. But another takeaway (laughs) I've gotten is, um, you know... Less judgment than I thought from a wider range of people, but still the the same sort of, um, the old classics are still there about people sort of judging you on your diet and whatnot. But um, my my boss, actually, my editor, I'm, I'm a journalist at a great place called In Queensland. Subscribe, everyone. I'm sorry I get in trouble for doing that in public, but um, I'll just do it to all these lovely listeners as well. INQLD.com.au. Anyway. Seriously, seriously, bro. <laughs> hijacking the podcast for a plug. Speaking of plugs, would you like no, to... No, oh, what no, I was no. going to say is, my editor bought me a coffee the other day, um, and, he said, and he said, what sort of coffee do you want? And I sort of had to meekly look up and go, uh, a vanilla soy latte, and he sort of just looked at me funny. And then later on, um, I was going out to a business lunch and mentioned I was vegan, and he said, oh, you're vegan? And I was like, why do you think I was ordering a soy vanilla latte? And I guess he just... Um, I guess he just thought I was a, a wanker and not a vegan wanker. I think he must have just thought that you were a basic white bitch because that sounds like a basic white bitch order. Like, there are other vegan drinks, Mr. Vanilla Soy Latte. Uh, I, look, I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Like, I'm too mean to it. It sparks joy, right? Uh, it sparks joy. Let him have it. Okay. So, yes, that is some of the stuff that we've noticed and that's a couple of the things that we've experienced in our short time being vegan. Um, so, we just thought we'd share that with you guys. 
But let's get straight into this week's episode now. We are talking about meal prepping as a vegan, vegan meal prep. What are some of the things that you can do to make your life a little bit easier? You know, what are some of the good go-to meals that can be more than one thing and, you know, versatile meal prepping? So we're going to start with talking about a few snacks that you can get prepped ahead of time because it's always really handy. Something that I do every week is I make hummus from scratch and I've got a recipe up on my Instagram in the highlights and also on the website, uh, Make a Taint Trace of Soy, for the hummus that I make. It's very zesty. It's got a little bit of basil and parsley in it from our balcony garden as well. I like to add lots of lemon juice, a little bit of lime juice and some garlic. But because we found that we ate a lot of hummus, it made us realize that we really should just be making our own. So we started doing that. And that has been really good because hummus you can have in wraps, on salads, on top of things, with carrot sticks, with celery sticks. Like hummus is a very versatile snack and very healthy and full of protein. And I I may have alluded to the fact I don't mind a bit of a a kebab just before. And falafels obviously go really well with said hummus. So look, there's one of the supermarkets that sells a make-at-home version, and that's about as far as I've gotten. I used to be able to do an okay falafel. I've not done it for a long time. My mum had a really good recipe, but I've um I've been doing some of those because you just bang. If you've got some flatbread, some salad, and some hummus and some falafel, there's a lunch that's going to take you like two minutes to, to put together. And you can also do it as a falafel salad, which is like, you know, a versatile way to have it. The other thing that we do is when we come back with our groceries after we've gone to the veggie shop and, you know, picked up a whole bunch of stuff, we will cut up our salad. So we've got lettuce, tomato, red onion, all sliced up in the fridge. We also always seem to have jalapenos and pickles. Don't know if you guys are into those kind of pickled things, but pickled jalapenos and pickles are really delicious. Pickled and pickles. Pickled pickles. Wow. You know what? They are pickled pickles. They're pickled cucumbers, actually, aren't they? Never mind. Let's go back to this. Um, (laughs) Anyway, we really love, you know, jalapenos on everything, and we found that it just kicks everything up a notch. So that's just like a tip that we have for you. Put jalapenos in everything. We put it in our beans. We, like, have it on crackers with hummus. We have, like, heaps of jalapenos. So... That's nothing it just makes you do. feel alive too. If you just go and pass the fridge and you just, I don't know, it, it, it's pretty easy to get into the Malay of 2020. And if you just need to feel alive, just whack a couple of sliced jalapenos in your mouth, give them a chew. You, you know, it will make you feel alive. That's my tip. Yes, we recommend <laughs> eating raw jalapenos, pickled jalapenos. <laughs> I don't know what he's on about. It's you some do. Sort you see of, me do it. Yeah, you go, well, what's going on in there? And I'll be like, I, I well, he, <laughs> what happens is he goes, ah, and I'm like, what is it? And he's like, oh, I just ate some jalapenos. I'm like, why? And you're like, because I wanted to. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel a bit put upon here. Like I'm some sort of Charlie from, uh, you know, always sunny from Philip, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like that. I just, I just like the jalapenos. All right. Okay, it's Charlie work. Um, so, yeah, we we definitely do like to have jalapenos in the fridge. We like to pre-cut our lettuce and salad so that it's there and you can quickly make salad sandwiches. You can put it on burgers. You can have it in wraps. You know, you've got a lot of options and you can also just make salads to, you know, do bowls of them. The other thing I would say we do a bit for our snacks is we do a lot of veggie sticks. So, like, carrot sticks and celery sticks with that hummus is a delicious work snack. And because hummus is very heavy in protein, it's very filling. So it's really yummy and quite moorish and like crunchy. 
good way to store your carrot sticks and celery sticks when you slice them up is to just put them in a like a jar or in a container with water because they're going to remain crisper. And I actually find storing them in glass jars with water makes them even crisper than when they're stored in plastic containers with water. So I think it seals better. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for all the sociopaths and psychopaths out there, that'll make it crunchier so you can annoy your work colleagues more with your... You know, come back from working at home for a while and go, this is what I do now. I just eat crunchy shit that takes me like an hour to eat it. That's, that's a great idea, Rochelle. Well, look, the people at my work eat tuna and it smells awful. So <laughs> they have it coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that is another one of the snacks that we do. The other thing I would say is to get right into your juices and smoothies. So I love a smoothie for breakfast in the morning. It'll take you 10 minutes to make. You can get a lot of really good nutrients in there. It's quite filling so that, you know, you've got it sort of for the morning and then you won't be hungry till lunch. If you've got some carrot sticks or some fruit salad as well at work, and then you've got like a nice healthy lunch, you've really got it all together, which is a really good way to be. So I do a smoothie with a bit of uh, vanilla. So good because we've gotten obsessed with that kind of uh, plant milk. So a bit of that, some bananas, some blueberries, some chia seeds, organic raw cocoa powder which gives it that chocolatey taste and then a little dash of peanut butter and that is such an amazingly delicious smoothie like it's just really really tasty so yeah look i've got to admit i don't know i just it's not for my morning palate the old smoothie it's it's never been a, a favorite of mine but fruit salad has had a good comeback i mean i just made one where we had a bunch of fruit that needed to be used uh a few months ago and it's you know, being something that probably every fortnight will make a decent fruit salad. And that's a really easy go-to before, you know, before heading off to work. And one thing I will say here as well that I hadn't really stopped to realize that I had missed is yogurt. Because you can get some plant-based yogurts and they go fine with a little bit of, you know, crunchy granola with your fruit salad or something. But it's just not quite the same. I feel like we've only tried one or two plant-based yogurts, yeah, so, so I think the jury's still out on that one, and you need to try more. I was never that big on yogurt. Well, so. I, I, I was, and if anyone out there... I haven't tried the coconut one even yet, actually, but if anyone wants to recommend a good um a good yogurt that would suit those purposes, then hit Rochelle up. Hit us up on Instagram and recommend some yogurt. Um, Yes, so smoothies is one of the other great morning ones that you can do. A smoothie is really, really quick. You can meal prep the shit out of that because you can have your bananas in the freezer and you can just like throw everything together in 10 minutes. Really, really easy. You can even take it to work in a takeaway cup. I've got a takeaway cup with a straw that I take mine to work in. So, you know, you can just be sipping on that all morning and then you're getting like omega-3s and all this other kind of stuff from the chia seeds and all the healthy stuff in there. So that's another really good one for meal prepping for snacks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We also like to do juices. And we might do like some banana vegan muffins sometimes or some vegan cookies. And that's really good to have around as well. You can also make your own sauces and dips, which is another good idea if you want to avoid, um, you know, excessive waste. Or if you've got some stuff left over that could be turned into a dip, it's a really good way to go about it to use up food scraps. 
So that is the suggestions that we had for our snack prepping. And then for meal prepping, one thing that we've really been enjoying lately is pumpkin soup. So we've been making up these huge batches of pumpkin soup and you can do that on a weekend. It might take you like two hours in total. You know, you just roast up some stuff over the afternoon, throw it all in a pot, you know, throw in some veggie stock, blend it. You know, you can add, I like to add a lot of chili and I put a bit of coconut cream in our pumpkin soup. So it's nice and creamy, but also very hot and tasty. Know what? Uh, that's become a favorite of mine over winter because especially when, you know, you're meant to do the shopping yesterday and you didn't get qu- quite get around to it. You've still got some food there and you're like, ah, oh. and then there's a, you know, a forgotten about container of pumpkin soup in the freezer. It, sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's the the fact you didn't see it coming, but sometimes when you reheat that after it's been in the freezer, it, I don't know, somehow tastes even better than it did the first time around. <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice. I'm so glad that you like the pumpkin soup. So that's one of the ones that I love to do. Another one that we both make up is like a bean mix. So you can do like a bit of, you know, textured vegetable protein mixed through a whole bunch of different beans, maybe some refried beans, usually a Mexican based kind of mix when you're doing that kind of bean mix. And And hello pickled jalapenos, you definitely, you know. Oh, they're making an appearance. Yeah. So, and you know, you'll throw in your pickled jalapenos, you'll have some onion and stuff in there as well. Now, a bee mix like that is really versatile for meal prepping because you can have that on nachos, you can have that on toast, you can have that in a burrito, you can have it in a burrito bowl, you can put it through a salad, you can do like naked wraps as well. So you've got a lot of different options there. I usually just do, this is, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, sounding like I have my few favorite things and maybe there's a little bit of an element to that, but I, I love doing the burrito the burrito wrap, a little bit of boiled rice through that as well, and... Yes, so <coughs> the beans are very versatile. No, they are. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the other great thing that Daniel makes is his fried rice. So Daniel does a really amazing fried rice. We often have that like several days out of the week at work for lunch. It's just really, really delicious, and it takes a bit of effort. But again, if you put the effort in um, over an hour or two over the weekend, then you've got it there for the whole week. I want to give a, you know what, I'm going to give a shout out to um, my friend Ernestka Tucker Evans here and say she recommended basically what became about half of my fried rice as a base recipe for a um, for a stir fry and yeah it's it's really it's proved very handy to really spice up you know in quite literal terms the 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 fried rice and it's a really easy thing to whack together might take a couple of hours if you're doing a, a decent batch of it but um so worthwhile to once again just grab something on your way out the door and and i guess it's something that i wouldn't have done as much because you just might be able to get a a greasy burger or this or that and you can still get takeaway things a i'm not making a huge money at the moment but b you might as well when you're going to bring something from home now it's quite often going to be better than what you're going to get out anyway, I find. Mm, Because we're just so great. We're just culinary, you know, wonders, basically. Well, I mean, I would say that since going vegan, (laughs) I've really started to enjoy cooking again a lot more than I used to. And I think it's because there is like a, you know, challenge of like, you know, cooking and veganizing dishes that you liked. And I like that. I think it's fun because it's made me more creative in the kitchen and I'm definitely getting more into cooking again. But yeah, I do think that your vegan fried rice is better than some of the ones that we have had out for sure. Well, thank you. I'll take that. 
Um, another one that I think is a really good idea for meal prepping is you can do stuff like, you know, obviously a fried rice is a whole meal on its own, but if you just do up some rice to keep in the fridge and then you've got your bean mix or, you know, like your pumpkin soup or whatever else there, you've got a few different things that you can kind of mix and match. So the other great thing that you can do is you can do stuff like making up your roasted veggies. So having a whole bunch of roasted veggies done in advance, a really good way to meal prep because you can have them on the side, you can have them as a dinner on their own, you can do them in a burrito bowl with salad, you know, there's so many options with roast veggies, you can put them on pizzas, there's just so much that you can do with them, so I highly recommend meal prepping a few roast veggies as well. And pasta, it's it's no different than, you know, same as it ever was, as David Byrne would say, I had to get a stupid music reference in here somewhere, <laughs> um, and, you know, making pasta doesn't necessarily require mints although there are some actually pretty good plant-based ones out there now but if you just want to whack together a, a pasta that's you, you know gonna feed you for a couple of days and be some easy to make lunches as well yeah absolutely pasta is another great one to do so stuff like fried rice that beans mix you know roast veggies pasta these are all fantastic oh, my meal latest obsession too daniel's latest obsession i found i've been craving just like it was no what it was chicken the um, the basically Japanese fast food sort of curry that you get from any old food court. You know, everyone knows the one, the or something like it. And um, I think it's called Japanese golden curry. I think that's, that's the what, brand yeah. that we get. Yeah, and um, basically, if you just cut up a bunch of potatoes and sweet potatoes and carrots, there's this it's this stuff that just makes it good. That's totally vegan at. You know, it's at supermarkets, but it's also check for an extra hot version at um at some of your Asian supermarkets, and it's just so easy to eat. It's really nice. It is really delicious, and it's a really lovely. Easy to make too. Yeah, very easy to make, very delicious, and it's a lovely, nice, warm winter sort of food too. That Japanese curry is so tasty. It's a it's a comfort food. It's it's not you know going to be the most nutritionally sound thing you're going to eat all week, but it's a really easy go to throw together. Oh, absolutely, and it's good to have those kind of meals pre done. So if you do some of that, you know, if you do a couple of pastas and some soup, and you put some of that away in the freezer, like freeze any leftovers that you don't end up eating, you've then got stuff that you can just pull out and have when you don't have a chance to cook, when you're really tired after work. You know, having stuff frozen, having those meals frozen is such a good idea. And making up the batch meals is the way to do that. You know, when it comes to meal prepping, it is all about doubling that recipe so that you're getting a little bit more that you can put away. And I would say one virtue of being a vegan that I hadn't really thought about was a lot of the time, if you're, you know, going to eat it in the next, say, three or four days, it's got nothing in it that's going to, um, you know go bad in that time. So if you've if you're just eating salads and falafels and wraps and a lot of those sorts of things, even um, you know, the bean mix and all that, n- none of it's got any um anything in there that's gonna make you sick to my know what? I'm I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist or a he's virologist. Not a he's not a doctor. N- not not a doctor. But uh, <laughs> but I I've been eating some of these things, you know, four or five days after they've been made. I've not got I've not gotten sick yet. So, you know well, when you're not having animal products, stuff yeah. doesn't go off as quickly. Like, you know, you're... That's what I was getting at. I wasn't going, I dare you. Come on. Let's, let's do the challenge. <laughs> Hit us up in the comments. See if you can make it 14 days with eating something that you put in the... Fr- no, don't do that. But, <laughs> but what, 
Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. You're a little more succinct and, what do you call it, logical and sensible than me. But uh, you're not having things that, I don't know, do have dead flesh in them, um, makes them last longer and be able to be consumed without making one sick. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. And that's that's the great thing about being vegan, because if you're going to meal prep and you have something sitting in there for a week, it's probably still safe to eat because it doesn't have anything that's going to go off and make you sick from eating it, you know, several days afterwards. I mean, you've got veggies in there. You know what veggies look like when they go off, guys. It's not the same as, like, have a whiff of that chicken. Mm, I don't think we should cook that chicken. Like, you know, that is one of the big upshots of being vegan. Definitely a good thing. Yeah, I have to say, um, look, even before I'd gone vegan, I reckon I threw out so much meat because you buy something and intend to cook it, and you don't cook it and you just throw it out and it was so wasteful as well but now if you see that you've got oh look there's enough of this and this left it's three days old but that's um that's fine and i'm gonna make a there's a burrito for lunch because there's enough bean mix uh chopped salad and this and this and it's not like what you might do three days after you had something previously um that you know was derived from animal products in there i I would have gone nah that's probably not good now and thrown it out and a lot of the time, it didn't even make it to the frying pan. So um, that's something I'd say now. We can think that we've got no food and go, we really need to go shopping and open the cupboards and go, there's actually like, you know, if, if, if we did absolutely get all locked down here and you couldn't even go to the shops, we'd have a week's worth of food still. Well, that could be coming. So we're recording this right at the start of August after the whole <laughs> COVID scare here in Queensland. Um <clears throat> where we had those poor, those two poor girls who, you know, made some terrible mistakes but have been completely vilified by the press. So everyone's freaking out here because it's very likely spread. And looking at what's happening in Victoria, I know a lot of our listeners are down there and I hope that you guys are doing okay during, you know, this time. It is incredibly difficult. It takes a huge toll on your personal health and your mental health to be stuck inside all the time. So... Just be safe, wear your mask, you know, just do the right thing by everyone else and just try and find the positives in things, you know, call friends, call family, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know if find the positives is the best way of putting that, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) Not the COVID positives. Thank you. Thank you so much for that very off-color joke. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to make a little note of that in here as well, because we haven't really talked much about COVID on this podcast. It's not really a COVID podcast, but in Australia... You know, we're doing a lot better than a lot of places, but it's still not great here. And especially in Victoria, it's a really big struggle to try and get a a hold on what's happening down there. So, yeah. And shout out to Carol. uh, If you do uh, listen to this podcast, not sure if you do, but we're going to give you a buzz after we're done recording anyway. Which, by the time anyone hears this, will have been a week ago anyway. So, I don't know why I'm saying it. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Um, Yes, that's my auntie Carol, who lives down in Melbourne. And um, we love her lots. I don't think she knows how to use Spotify, guys. So, that shout-out is going to fall on deaf ears. (laughs) Well, maybe some other Carols are sitting going, oh, cool. Some Carol in Victoria who's, like, maybe... Who was stoked until you specified which Carol. For any Carol listening in Victoria, this one's for you. There you go. A little shout out for you there. Not to be confused with with some some Karens in Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Karens definitely don't listen to this podcast. Like, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, that is all of the suggestions that we have for meal prepping. So just think about getting all of your veggies cut up and sorted when you come home 
from doing a grocery shop. Make sure that you chop up your salad, you know, make up a hummus at the start of the week. Think about doing a big batch of either pumpkin soup, fried rice, pasta. These sorts of things are great. There's a bit of carbs in there, healthy carb release. You know, you've got like that low glycemic index happening with those kinds of pastas and rices. And then you can definitely throw some good veggies and tofu in there. A little bit of nutritional yeast adds that vitamin B12. So you can get all the stuff that you need. It's nice and healthy. And it's a great way to to use up anything in the fridge. Something else we do is leftovers pizzas. So that's anytime there's like some leftovers sitting in the fridge, we throw it all on a flatbread and like toast it in the oven. I just randomly thought as well, a great, you can still have a good breakfast right up. Like we tried that, um, that soy based bacon or whatever it was today. It was, it was okay. But just, um, once again, when in doubt, go to the pickled jalapenos, but you can really boost up a, um, you know, a decent, get a decent band brand baked bean don't get the home brand ones but um you can make a baked beans really great by adding some extra tomatoes some spices some jalapenos that sort of thing to it and um if you do a decent batch of that um that's what i'd be more inclined to have for breakfast than a smooth than a smoothie myself and if you have that and some of the you know the linda mccartney sausages you can still have a really good breakfast fry up and it's something that you can put aside and just quickly microwave and and whack on your toast on a monday morning or something as well yeah that is another really good point like baked beans we often do do that as well over the weekend we'll do like a big baked beans with you know jalapenos tomatoes onion like you know lots of good stuff in there and then we will just have that in the fridge. And a so bit of like can... veggie bubble and squeak with some of your leftover roast and whack a bit of avocado on the side and stuff. You can still have that. Yeah, I've, I've realized that more, only more recently I was kind of really missing the, the cooked breakfast. And, you know, yeah, you can still have a pretty good cooked breakfast. And because you might be cooking for two people and you're cooking bigger, you know, portions for us, you can put it aside and it's a really easy go-to for a cooked breakfast in a day or two later. Yeah, absolutely. You've got so many options. Like, you know, getting a little bit of time in meal prepping over the weekend is a great way to sort of do things and looking at what your leftovers are in the fridge and being creative with those leftovers, you know, even putting some of that bean mix as like little dollops on your pizza. If you're doing a leftovers pizza is really tasty too. refry beans as little dollops on a pizza with some jalapenos and tomato and stuff. It's really, really tasty. So all of that kind of stuff is a really good way to use up what you have left over. So that's a little bit more zero waste and you're using up any leftover kind of food things that are sitting around stuff that might have gone off you can sort of find new life for it and make it into something else so i would always recommend looking at that and trying to get creative with your leftovers meal prep in advance like it's just a good way to do it and as a vegan meal prepping does become important because you can't just go anywhere to get anything which is why we thought it would be a good idea to do this episode yeah and um Look, there are a couple of those dishes there that quite literally will almost sustain ourselves for half the week, like half your meals, Mm. be it, you know, you can, if you do a decent batch of fried rice and it's a nice spicy one, you can have some yum char with that for dinner, or you can just whack in a container and bring it to work if you are back in the office or go straight to the fridge if you're working from home. Um, same with the pasta, you can, you know, have some garlic bread on the side and and have a nice little, you know, comforting winter meal for us at the moment. And it's, you know, it really does make life a lot easier doing a decent meal prep and part of partly out of necessity. And it might make you kind of have more of an appreciation for 
what you can do as a vegan and you don't have to just eat bland stuff. You can, you know, and anyone that's got any great meal prep ideas, I, this is not my podcast. I just occasionally come on here, but I would be really keen to know as well because, um, you know, sometimes you, you stumble upon a new thing that you meal prep and that might make 30% of what you eat in the next few days. So sometimes it's really exciting to hear about new things that can maybe, you know, swap in for a fried rice because that one we we almost were eating too much of that but it's gonna have it's gonna be on the bench for a bit so if anyone's got any ideas for what might be able to replace it while it's the you know on the off season hit us up yeah we need to switch it for the fried rice guys so hit us up um on instagram let us know what your favorite meal preps are as a vegan we would love to hear from you um that is everything for this week's episode thank you so much for joining us i hope that you guys enjoyed this one Please do hit us up on Instagram or on Facebook if you do have any good meal prepping suggestions. Take a photo of the, um, take a screenshot of the podcast while you're listening to it. Share it to your stories and we'll share it to ours. If you are on Apple Podcasts or iTunes today, if you leave us a little rating or review, we would really, really appreciate that. It really helps to push the podcast up there so that more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental vegan message. We really appreciate you guys joining us for this week's episode. And we will catch you in a week. 